With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. What's up, Steeler Nation? Welcome back to another episode of State of the Steelers. I'm your host, Daniel J. Today, we're talking about all the pre-draft rumors that are flying around. You know, it's been it's been a little bit crazy this last couple of uh, you know last week since we've talked. You know, a lot of rumors are flying around, and we're gonna get into it. We're gonna get into it. Um, first, the first rumor that's kind of been spread is, well, it's more of a comment. Are the Pittsburgh Steelers throwing in a smokescreen by bringing in so many interior offensive linemen for pre-draft visits? I think there's there's something to be said there. You know, you currently have Mason Cole, Kevin Dotson, James Daniels, Nate Herbig, Isaac Samalu, Kendrick Green as your interior offensive linemen. Um, forgive me if I'm missing anybody. That's just off the top of my head. You know, you have these new acquisitions in Samalu and Herbig. You know, why is there the possibility of or why do you think that the Pittsburgh Steelers are bringing in so many interior offensive linemen? You know, by it is the second most uh, players brought in by position up to this point. You know, leading the pack is cornerback with with six players and offensive uh, interior offensive line is second. With five, you have Chandler Zavala out of North Carolina State, Cody Mock out of North Dakota State, Steve Avila from TSU, Osiris Torrance from Florida, and John Michael Schmitz from Minnesota. 
So is there a possibility that the Steelers are going to be drafting interior offensive line, or is this just a smokescreen? I think there's a possibility there. You know, uh, there was some rumors early on this offseason that uh, James Daniels was possibly going to be traded out. Um, you know, if that ends up being the case, uh, you might want to get somebody in the later rounds uh, just for depth. Also, you, you're you probably looking at uh, maybe Mason Cole being not so much a guy that um, would lose his, lose his position as a starter this year but a position that the Steelers may want to upgrade for the future, get somebody in here that has uh, a little bit more mobility and able to pull and physicality than Mason Cole, which, like I said, I think he did a fantastic job last season. You know, is it because he's a fantastic center or was it because Kendrick Green was just that poor the season before and Mason Cole, you know, looked a lot better than what he was. I mean, the argument can be made both ways, right? And so when it comes to to that aspect, if the Steelers were to trade out uh, James Daniels, then, you know, that's a pretty big asset, a pretty big piece of this interior offensive line. You might want to bring in somebody to build. I think you would have, say, Omalu probably take his position and have Nate Herbig and, and uh, Kevin Dotson, you know, ballot it out for the left guard position. You know, Mason Cole, he, he did good last year. Like I mentioned, he did have some ankle injuries, but he's not that top tier center. He's not the, um, you know, can't miss prospect that, um, that you got, you can't get rid of players, so to speak. Right. And so, um, is there possibly a smoke screen? I don't think so. I think that the Steelers are looking at interior offensive line. They're looking at probably depth and the future, somebody that can be developed, like I mentioned before, um, and perhaps maybe take over as a center. Now, when you go back to, like, for instance, Marquise Pouncey, right? When he was drafted, the Steelers already had, you know, Hartwig, who was a Super Bowl winning center. And so they still saw that there was a need, even though they had a center there that was good enough to get you a Lombardi, they felt that they could have gotten better at that position. And so with that being said, I think the Steelers are going to look at this position and see if they can get better. And if there's a possibility to do so, especially – Maybe in the third round, I think you pull the trigger. I think you pull the trigger there. It's a, it would be a good move. The next rumor uh, that is flying out, it starts off with a fact. The Pittsburgh Steelers cut Jameer Jones, number 48 for the Pittsburgh Steelers. There's been a lot of rumors as to why. Nobody really knows. It doesn't really make any sense, in my opinion. You know, you, you know, Right now, the Steelers don't need to have 53 players. They can have upwards to 90 right? Then they're not in, in a cap situation that they need to save money. It's not like he's saving them a tremendous amount. And I highly doubt that he lost his job because they want to give his number back to Bud Dupree, who is another rumor that up to this point hasn't signed a contract with the Pittsburgh Steelers. But let's talk about Jameer Jones. Why did he get cut? It's not saving money. Uh, it's a position in need. He did have a lot of special team snaps. He's been more of a special teams player now. I know that, you know, through T.J. Watt's injury last season, uh, Jameer Jones ended up playing some some pretty significant snaps there. And, and it was obvious when he was on the field defensively. To me, he's a little bit undersized, and he gets taken advantage of by larger, stronger offensive tackles. But that's not a reason to cut him now. I mean, that's not a reason to cut him before training camp or any of these things before the draft. You know, he's not – saving you money. He's not, 
you know, holding a roster spot or it's not like the Steelers have a tremendous amount of outside linebackers. Currently on the roster, you have TJ Watt, Alex Highsmith, Quincy Roche, and forgive me for if I pronounce this wrong, but Emek Igubu. And so, and Igubu is a guy that had the, um, you know, the futures contract. So he's not really somebody that you would expect to be a significant piece to this defense. So when you look at the, the outside linebacker position, the Steelers are a little bit thin. You know, Quincy Roche is a guy that the Steelers drafted out of the, I think it was in the sixth round. He was a projected third rounder. A lot of people thought he was a steal. Steelers tried to keep him. Uh, you know, they tried to stash him on the pra- uh, practice squad. However, the New York Giants had other thoughts and picked him up in waves uh, in the waiver wire. And so, um, did Jameer Jones get cut for the number? I highly doubt it. You know, He's not getting paid a lot, so if if Bud Dupree came in and said, "Hey, I, I want my number back," he, he might be asking for a little bit of a little bit of money to take the number. But if the organization turned to him and said, "Hey, we're going to cut you if you don't give up the number," I'm pretty sure he gives up the number at that moment. You know what I'm saying? And so I don't think it has anything to do with that. Maybe perhaps there's an injury. Maybe perhaps uh, he he got into some off field. You know, incidents. I don't know. That's complete speculation. Nothing proven there. Just no idea why this man got cut. Now, Bud Dupree is a guy that's been rumored that the Steelers are going to, you know, be acquiring and bringing him back. I really don't see that move happening till probably after the draft, uh, which by the time this airs out, I could be Eden Crow and he could have been signed up by now, but I don't really think so. I think he's going to wait to see if the Steelers end up acquiring an outside linebacker in the draft. I think the Steelers want to see if they can acquire an outside linebacker in the draft before committing to a uh, a Bud Dupree, who's going to want a certain amount of snaps and and, and play time on the field. And so, um, well, that said, I think that that's a move that's probably going to be made after the draft if the Steelers don't acquire the position, but they're a little bit weak. You know, having four players there, one from a futures contract, another one that didn't make the team previously, uh, leads for some speculation that the Steelers are going to have to bring in one or two bodies for that position, especially when you're going into camp. You're going to want to have a rotation there of several different outside linebackers um, for this team. And so uh, is it possible? I think so. And I think that, you know, I'd be looking forward to have Bud Dupree back. Now, you know, I was listening to the Ramon Foster show and he was talking about Bud Dupree and he mentioned in his conversations that he had a hip injury last season, which is what kind of was nagging around, which is different from the ACL. So, you know, if he is completely healed from that ACL and he can be a, uh, you know, a, a something of what he used to be prior to the ACL injury and prior to him leaving the Pittsburgh Steelers. I think this would be a great move. You know, the Steelers, like I mentioned before, like to throw out there a three outside linebacker set. There's a couple of times where we saw that in the last couple of years. Um, I think that the Steelers would like to do that and continue to do that. And you would be able to with a Bud Dupree. Um, it, it would be, in my opinion, a, a really good move and perhaps maybe jumpstart his career once again. And so for to me, I'm not sure about this one, man. I'm not sure. And so the next big rumor that's coming out is the Pittsburgh Steelers are in talks with the Chicago Bears to possibly move up to number nine. Wouldn't that be something special, right? Now, 
for me, I'm like, you know, who, who are you moving up to number nine for? Who's going to fall to number nine? I don't know. I don't know. But there is another glaring hole in this uh, on this team, and it comes to the defensive line. Maybe if Jalen Carter falls to number nine, the Steelers go up there and pick him up. I think that guy would be a talent on this team and would allow the likes of a you know Cam Hayward, who's up there in age now, uh, who's aged like fine wine, may I add, but still is you know up there in age, uh, you know, to take a little bit of a break. I think last season the Steelers wanted to you know utilize uh, Wormley, um, uh, Demarvin Leal, Isaiah Mar- uh, Loudmilk a little bit more uh, than they were having to, uh, and maybe putting Cam Hayward on a pitch count. Unfortunately, it didn't work out that way. You have to put on the best players, and if there's that significant of a drop uh, when it comes to the backup players, then you're going to see your star play a lot more significant role and significant snaps. And so I think that's what we saw last season. But if the Steelers move up to number nine, you know, there's a cornerback that they could be going out to. They can be going for a tackle, maybe Paris Johnson, going for, you know, uh, a high-end corner that may not make it there to number 17. Now, there's a this is a supposedly a pretty deep cornerback class, and so I'm not sure if you want to move up that far into the top 10 when you have uh, some pretty decent corners that are probably going to make it to 17, maybe even 32. And you got to remember, you acquired Patrick Peterson in the offseason. This is a guy that you think is going to be a mentor and be able to teach, you know, whoever it is that you draft at the cornerback position uh, when they come in, how to be a professional and how to be a, you know, good player for this defense. And, you know, you're going to have a player who's also been talked about maybe potentially moving into safety during certain packages. So that way, whatever young corner you get, you can bring them in slowly. In my opinion, if you're drafting a corner at number nine, he's day one starter, right? Anybody you draft at number nine is probably a day one starter. And so who you're taking off the field there at that point, you know, it's probably Levi Wallace, but I think Levi Wallace did a pretty decent job last season. So I don't think the Steelers are necessarily hurting at the cornerback position to jump up to number nine. Um, so to speak, maybe they're going up there to get a tackle. You know, the Steelers talked to Orlando Brown this offseason. He ended up signing with the Bengals. But, you know, that kind of made me think, well, if they were at least, you know, kicking the tires on this guy, then they might be um, possibly thinking that there's a possibility that they could go for an offensive tackle or want to upgrade the position, whether it's in free agency or in the draft. And so in my opinion, um, trading up to number nine, it's a possibility. You know, the Steelers have traded up to number 10 before the last time was to acquire Devin Bush. Um, What would they have to give up though? In my opinion, I think it'd be a little bit too much, you know, getting into the top 10 is probably going to acquire that number 32, pick or maybe the one right after it and maybe even another first round from next year. And I'm not sure if that's necessarily the uh, the angle that you want to go with when you have a team that's still possibly, you know, rebuilding to where they want to be. Now, perhaps they get those pieces and the rebuild is over and it only took a year, you know, post Big Ben. But if it doesn't, then they need another year, you know, to get another player next year. You know, taking away a first round pick is really going to handicap your team. Right. Uh, So you got to give up some of those things. And 
or maybe perhaps you give up a player. What player would you give up that's worthy of the number nine overall pick that's on your team uh, that is going to allow you to acquire a new player that's going to make up for the player that you just gave up? I don't know if there's going to be one. Maybe Jalen Carter again, maybe the offensive tackle. Who knows? Uh, but uh, nuts. I don't think that this is a move regardless that's going to happen until night of the draft. You know, the Steelers aren't going to make this move prior because let's just say they have their eye on a player or two. They're going to want to make sure and ensure that that player is available at number nine. So this trade probably isn't going down until the bears are on the clock. If it goes down at all. Now, the last rumor I want to talk about that has been flying around is, it comes to the middle linebacker position, right? It comes with Devin White of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, former 2019 first-round pick of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers top 10. He was drafted in the same draft as uh, Devin Bush. Remember, this was the uh, the battle of the Devins, so to speak. Well, he's requested a trade, right? And the reason why is because of uh, he's upset about negotiations between him and the Buccaneers on his contract extension. You know, the club has fully guaranteed his fifth year option. So he's due eleven point seven million this upcoming season. Tampa Bay Buccaneers have already come out saying they have no intention on trading um, Devin White. However, you know, everybody got a price, right? So if they're coming out saying we have no intention on doing this, that means that uh, you better come with a good price or else it's not going to happen. And so for me, this doesn't look good on two aspects. One, you have to give up probably uh, one of those second, maybe the second, second round pick for this guy. Um, you're probably going to have to pay him. You're going to have to extend him before the season starts. And so that's going to end up uh, being expensive on two fronts, the acquisition and then the pay. And I don't know if that's really the best move right now for the Pittsburgh Steelers, given the fact that they got some holes going on. And also, the fact that they've recently addressed the inside linebacker position, signing Cole Holcomb and Elandon Roberts. Now I see, I see that Devin Bush would probably surpass one of those two fairly easily to become the inside linebacker starter day one. And it wouldn't be much of a competition, you know, which one he replaces would be, you know, one would argue in my opinion, it'd probably be Roberts. Now, so with that, all that being said, given the fact that they just acquired two new out inside linebackers, I'm not entirely sure the Steelers are going to go this route. Uh, it's possible. And if it happened, I'd be ecstatic. I'd be, it'd be amazing if, if the Pittsburgh Steelers were to somehow pull this off. But again, is it worth it? Is it worth the cost? We'll see. We'll see. And so, that's the rumors that are going on right now, y'all. We're going to take a quick break. When we get back, we're going to be talking about the Steelers in the news. And in fact, one major um, TV personality has recently come out to say that Kenny Pickett will be amongst the, you know, the next quarterback amongst elite QBs in the NFL. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back after this break. Hey, it's Kaylee. 
Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hey, check it out. You made it back. Thank you for, for staying. Welcome back to State of the Steelers. I'm your Steel Curtain Network host, Daniel J, a part of Fans First Network. You guys got to go check out Fans First Network and all the different podcasts that are around. You like hockey? We got hockey. You like baseball? We got baseball. Go check us out. Go check um, all the other podcasts that are out there, whether it's uh, NFL related, you have the Steelers, you have uh, certain broadcasters out there that are just talking NFL in general. So go check out Fans First Network wherever you check out your podcast. And also, don't forget, y'all, Monday, live on YouTube, Steel Curtain Network, myself, Shannon White, are the hosts of The Hangover. We go, we go live on Monday. The audio-only broadcast airs out on Tuesdays. So if you want to see our, our mugs, you can go check us out on YouTube video cameras in full display, whole nine yards. Um, you might want to go back to the audio only after seeing us. It's okay. It's all right. I can take it. But um, but go check us out and go check out all the other audio podcasts that are on the Steel Curtain Network. You won't be disappointed. So let's get back into this. So Kyle Brandt, he is a uh, TV commentator on Good Morning Football. Um, he came out here recently talking a lot about, about the Pittsburgh Steelers and Kenny Pickett. He thinks that Kenny Pickett will be entering the elite quarterback discussion this season, which is, which is, you know, let's think about that. There's a lot of elite quarterbacks in the AFC currently. You know, you have Patrick Mahomes, you have, um, Josh Allen, the likes of, uh, even, you have the running ability of Lamar Jackson. <laughs> you know, Joe Burrow is also in the division. And, you know, speaking of Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow is a guy that proves you don't have to have those elite arm talent to be considered an elite quarterback or to be in the discussion. You know, he's not a guy that has crazy arm strength or crazy speed or any of those things. He's just a guy that's consistent and cool under pressure. Reminds me a lot of Kenny Pickett. And, you know, I think that Kyle Brandt has a pretty good point here. You know, you look at what Kenny Pickett was able to do last season. He was able to go in, um, you know, quarter into the season, into the hardest part of the uh, of the season, going up against the Buffalo Bills, uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the Miami Dolphins, and the Philadelphia Eagles, who were all teams that were Super Bowl favorite. In fact, the, uh, the Eagles ended up making it to the Super Bowl. Uh, so – that was a pretty tough stretch of games. And Pickett said that he did that without, you know, having a lot of comfort with his offensive coordinator at that time. You know, he hadn't really talked to him much. You know, the focus was on trying to get Mitch Trubisky caught up to speed because we all can remember this was Mitch Trubisky's first time on the team as well. So 
the focus early on in the offseason and through training camp was on trying to get Mr. Trubisky to be that number one quarterback. It wasn't trying to groom Kenny Pickett into becoming the next guy. And so this offseason, uh, Kenny Pickett's going to have, well, he already has uh, time to go out there and throw the ball with his the weapons that are currently on the team, which we've seen him do out there in Florida already, throwing the ball to George, throwing the ball to Deontay and and Connor Hayward and and all the guys that are out there uh, getting better. He's got that time to build that chemistry, that camaraderie. And then once OTAs, training camp, and all that other stuff starts, he's going to be – there's no competition there for this guy. So he's going to be the starter. The, the offense is going to be – based on him and and his you know likes and desires and dislikes and things of that nature and so he's going to have a full time to go into that first game of the regular season being well more planned and prepared you look at what Kenny Pickett did in the second half of the season I think he only threw one interception throughout that time uh and then you know light it up in the touchdown status but you know he didn't throw any picks he was he was protecting of the ball and he put the Steelers in a position to possibly make the playoffs. Can't two come from behind wins with game winning scores at the end of two different games at the end of the season. And that to me shows progression. You know, you had him in a similar situation in Miami where he twice had the ball in his hands to go down the field and put up the game winning score. And in both occasions through interceptions. So you can see his growth and development coming in. And if his growth and development does end up being that he's in the conversation of these elite quarterbacks amongst the AFC North or the AFC in general, then that's probably going to bode well for the Pittsburgh Steelers offensively. And as a team in whole, you can expect that this is going to be a team that's probably going to end up going to the playoffs. Can you pick it as successful? You know, right now, I think the Steelers are at eight and a half as far as the uh, under, you know, over under and if, Unfortunately, I'm in Texas where it's not legal to bet on on games. But if I was out there in Pennsylvania, I think I'd put some money on that over on that eight and a half for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Don't forget this uh, this upcoming season's uh, schedule is not going to be as daunting as the last. It's going to be a little bit of a, a little bit easier of a schedule. Uh, they're not. And so they're not playing a uh, first round um, type of. Uh, schedule or anything like that. Last season, I think they ended up with the third hardest schedule. So, yeah, this upcoming season is going to be a, a team, in my opinion, that's going to be on the rise. They're going to be moving forward and looking good. Uh, I'm, I'm super excited about it. I think that Kyle Brandt is on the right up and up. Uh, you know, he says that the Steelers right now just they're under the radar. And I think he's absolutely right. You know, he says that they don't have a glamorous pick. They're at number 17, so that's, what, in the middle of the pack. You know, they end up having three picks, though, in the top 50. So that's that's something to be excited about, in my opinion. But, you know, the Steelers got their quarterback. You know, he mentions that Kenny Pickett right now isn't that Hall of Fame quarterback. You know, every time Ben stepped on the field, he had the opportunity to win. You know, this season was not that comfortable. That wasn't that thought. You know, we knew – that the Steelers were going to have to bat, have a battle on their hands and they were going to have to play for 60 minutes to win to win every game that they have an opportunity to win. We saw that come to, to fruition. We also saw this team gain 
momentum and become better. You know, at that last game against the uh, Cleveland Browns, Steelers put up significant points and honestly should have been another touchdown there had Mike Tomlin challenged that fump, that that uh, Najee Harris touchdown uh, that ended up not being challenged, which led to the next play, him fumbling and the Cleveland Browns recovering you know, within the first five yards there on the goal line. So uh, on their own goal line. Uh, so with that being said, I think that the Steelers are definitely on the up and up and they're under the radar. I love it. I love the fact that nobody's talking about the Steelers. Nobody's thinking that they're going to do anything because when they do, uh, you know, us as Steeler fans are going to know why and, you know, not be surprised. But I assure you that the NFL pundits that are out there, the media pundits, they're going to be uh, – uh, talking a lot about the Pittsburgh Steelers. I mean, this is one of the most storied uh, franchises in NFL history. You know, if you have the quarterback ride in this place, you're going to be you're going to be a special team, and you're going to be out there. You can we're going to the Steelers are going to have the 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 Monday nights, Thursday nights, the Sunday night game, the primetime games. And so, I for one am excited about it. I'm excited about this upcoming season. I think that these rumors that are flying out that we talked about earlier in the podcast was uh, it's exciting just to hear them, just to think, hey, you know what, man, maybe the Steelers are jumping up in number nine. You know what? Maybe we're going to get Devin Bush. I mean, uh, Devin White. I'm sorry. Nobody wants to get excited about Devin Bush. Uh, maybe perhaps Bud Dupree's coming back. Who knows? Right. This is it's a good time to be a Steelers fan. You know, the NFL Christmas is around the, around the corner and I, for one, can't wait to to see what the Steelers unwrapped. But that's all I got for you guys today. I appreciate everybody that's tuned in. Thank you so much. We'll see you guys on Monday, live on The Hangover, Tuesday on the audio-only broadcast of The Hangover. Till then, y'all be safe. We'll see you then. Go Steelers. Get ready. Get excited. The draft is almost here. Peace out.